0: Salutations and shit motherfuckers welcome 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 to another episode of travel and shit your new favorite travel podcast more about the why of travel than the how-to of travel uh with an occasional how-to today's gonna be a little bit of how-to so i'm your host d carry um i am currently planning, Not planning, I'm getting ready for a trip coming up this weekend. I will be leaving when this airs uh, tomorrow, so many of you will probably listen to this um, while I'm abroad. This, oh, a heads up, I have a co host today. I'm actually recording from home, so if you hear barking, Binksy's on the line. Um, she tries to. So hard to be a good girl, and she succeeds mostly at being cute. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so today I am going to get into a few questions that I've been asked and um, share with you guys some of my packing hacks. I had given a friend um, some suggestions a while ago, and she definitely suggested that. I throw some of these into an episode and I don't think that I did already. So um, since I expounded on that, let me jump into what some of my uh, hacks are, especially considering I have not packed yet and I'm leaving Friday night. So one of my favorites at the same time being one of those things that I was very uncertain about at first were packing cubes. So when I watched other people on the internet, you know, because of course YouTube clutched for the information, I was watching people pack and they swore by packing cubes, swore by them, swore by them. So I ordered a, uh, ordered a set and gotta say I was not the biggest fan initially. I, however, did i think the first time was the first yeah the first time i used it was when i was going to uh, norway in the winter uh well not just norway i was in europe for the winter i was i hit norway i hit austria uk and italy so norway was of course the coldest and i went to go see the northern lights and it was kind of easy to pack in terms of coats because it was cold here as well so it sucks when you're leaving one climate to go to another climate because if you're in 90 degree weather and you're traveling someplace where it's 80 degrees granted you can always just wear a pair of jeans and you'll be fine but when you're leaving cold to go hot I feel like it's a little bit trickier because you also have to keep in mind that you do have a considerable amount of time to spend in the area that you're leaving so you can't just throw on a pair of shorts just because in 14 hours you'll be on a beach anyway so that to say I had worn my coats so that part was easy but I did have a lot of other clothes that I knew I would be layering so the packing cubes did come in handy and I was trying to pack for another trip after that and I just felt like they were just taking up too much space like it didn't work out the way I had seen it working out in my mind um, in terms of the way they fit in my carry-on and i felt like i could get more stuff in depending on what i was packing without it so um i think it just depends on the trip you're taking and what you're packing for i find that it comes in handy for smaller items when i'm packing my underwear when i'm packing socks um bathing suits i like to cram them all into one packing cube and then throw in jeans short shirts and stuff into the suitcase so that method has worked for me so i find that if you are still on the fence about packing cubes Try not packing everything in your packing cubes, putting the smaller items so that even though they take up a little bit of space, if you can get them to take up even less space, you might be able to throw in an extra pair of shoes or your toiletries or something that you may not initially been able to fit into your suitcase in by just freeing up some extra space. Another thing that I have, um, one thing about me is that I'm as no frills as possible possible when I can be sometimes it's fun to buy unnecessary shit just because for because you know um like one of the things that I bought that is kind of a frill was a new uh what do you call it adapter for when you uh travel and your outlets change and stuff I realized on one trip that one is not enough I ended up buying a second one so I was walking around with two wall adapters and then I realized they sell them with usb ports everything that i have to plug in has a usb port i'm only plugging in my watch i'm only plugging in my uh battery pack i'm only plugging in my cell phone so i don't need to have multiple uh what do you call them adapters i can do just one adapter as long as everything can fit in to um The number of slots that come with it so that has been a don't really need it because I already have the two adapters but it has been pretty clutch considering I don't have to travel with two now I can travel with the one another thing that I think is like a waste of money um well one thing I think is a waste of money not another thing because I haven't mentioned any waste of monies are wet bags fucking plastic bags are just fine when you're going to places where you know you're going to be in a pool, consider if you swim on your last day or if you swim, you know, uh, even like the day before, if your suit doesn't dry or if you're going to travel to another location, say your vacation is totally over, but you're going to have to pack your shit up after swimming, just throw it in the fucking plastic bag. You'll you'll be fine. I don't think that a, a wet bag is necess- necessary. You don't even have to bring plastic bags with you beforehand chances are you're going to buy something while you're on your trip if you buy a bag of water and some chips they're probably going to give you a plastic bag at the store so just hold on to that shit um i also find that it comes in handy when you want to separate some of your dirty clothes from your clean clothes throw all your dirty drawers into a plastic bag this way they're separate from your clean underwear and separate from you know uh the rest of your clean clothes is a really cute little laundry bag nice to have to travel fine why not but is it necessary no another thing that i use are uh shower caps to cover the bottoms of my shoes when i put them in my suitcase so mid-level germaphobe i can't even touch the bottoms of my shoes it drives me crazy when i see other people do it and the last thing i want to do is have my clean clothes touching my dirty ass shoes so i found this hack on the internet someplace years ago and it has been one of my absolute favorite things to do i bought like an industrial size fucking bo- uh, bag i guess or box of shower caps years ago when i still had hair because as a natural deep conditioning is clutch it's important you do it often so i had, i think i have ordered maybe like 250 shower caps and i think it might have cost me ten dollars something i don't know it wasn't expensive i know that and i know it wasn't expensive because i bought it and i paid for it so i still have all these shower caps i have no hair but i definitely use them for traveling i will put my um flip-flops in a shower cap i will put my chucks in you know um shower caps just to keep the the crap and the shit that's on them from walking around all day out of my suitcase Um, another thing that I use is oh so RIP I lost my favorite toiletry bag it finally kind of gave out so I've been on the search for the new perfect one and I've yet to find it I prefer a really not really large like not book bag size large but I had one that might have been maybe Six inches by 11 inches and expanded to maybe like three or four inches so it fit everything I needed to fit into the one bag. It was pretty large and like you know, time not time, uh, space consuming. I would always put it in my boat bag. So, in an attempt to hold off on buying just you know, little toiletry bags that I know I'm not gonna like just to have them, I've been using not garbage bags, um, gallon bags, uh, like your, what do you call them? Um, sandwich bags. Um, I travel with a lot of oils. And the last time I traveled, I ended up having a spill in my bag. Thankfully, I keep my toiletries in my backpack and separate from all of my clothes. But of course, that means that the oil, it was castor oil, I think also, got onto all the shit in my not all, but like a lot of the shit in my backpack. So it got on my book. It got on uh some of the some of the other shit that I had in there. Nothing got ruined. Nothing was like destroyed or anything. It was just annoying to have to clean it up. And I'd had them in like these little canvas pouches that I'd gotten from like um Lotless because I was again looking for a cheap alternative to finding you know Since I hadn't found the perfect toiletry bag, I was going for a cheap alternative just to get me through until I found the perfect one. Well, I should have just used gallon bags. And I am definitely going back to that because plastic is a lifesaver. It separates and contains and keeps everything in, you know, just one mess if it actually becomes a mess. So I would definitely say, until you find something that you're head over heels. sorry y'all, good yawn. Until you find some shit that you love, deal with the free options. You got the shits in your kitchen. You got them in your house. If like you're not traveling, nobody sees what's in your bag. You've got you know the little ways of saving space, saving time, saving money that you can definitely use to your advantage. Um, so those are just a couple of the packing hacks that I wanted to share that I don't think I shared before. Um, shout out to my little brother. He actually was asking me about getting lost in new places. And, um, I actually have a shit poor sense of direction. So have I always expected to get lost when I was traveling? Absolutely have. My favorite two times getting lost were in Qatar and in Cuba I actually got lost sorry y'all a couple of times in Cuba but when I was in Qatar I was leaving the open market which they call I think it's I think they call it a souk but I was leaving the open market and I insisted on walking to my hotel because it was literally a 10 or 15 minute walk like it was no more than a mile away and I'd asked one of the young ladies that was working at like an information desk how I could walk there she gave me seemingly straightforward and easy directions now what she failed to mention was that the pavement was of cobblestones like it wasn't just a plain street and also that there weren't any fucking sidewalks so um I started walking and the sidewalk ended and there was like a ton of traffic so it was I felt like I was like starting to walk I was going to end up walking on like what seemed to be like a really really busy street not a highway but like three lanes four lanes of just fucking cars so that wasn't an option so I had to take a little detour um I ended up walking on like cobblestones and carrying my carry-on it was more uncomfortable than I would have preferred. I like to kind of stay in like I don't say the background, but I like to be unnoticed as much as possible when traveling and dragging along a carry-on definitely made me feel like I was standing out something crazy. I'm also a black woman in, you know, uh a Middle Eastern country, so I felt like, you know, standing out a lot as is and an American. So Yeah, I was walking through like these tiny little alleys and back blocks and it looked hella janky, but I didn't feel like I was in any danger. It was the middle of Ramadan. So there were tons of people outside. And even though I may have been like on a few um, deserted streets or like, you know, some real desolate area, like alleys and stuff, they would open up onto very uh, populated spaces. So It looked scary and like a bad idea, but it didn't feel like a bad idea. Um, So I say all that to say, with uh, the pretext, I trust my own personal intuition. And don't let me trusting my intuition get you and your intuition fucked up. If something tells you that, like, if your intuition tells you not to do something, don't just go with it because you've heard one of the person survive through it so that's my warning to you trust your gut not my gut my gut was designed for me not for you but that was um my experience in doha which is in the which is the capital of qatar i actually ran into a guy on the street one of the few people that seemed to speak any english while i was out there and also who seemed like actually had the patience to speak with me. A lot of people just seemed real dismissive and didn't wanna answer any questions while I was lost out there. But the one guy was just telling me take a taxi. And I'm like, all right, I don't wanna take a taxi because I can walk there. And he just kept saying, take a taxi. Now, I don't know if he was trying to warn me about something, I don't know if he just was like, well, that's the easiest way, just take a taxi, as opposed to asking all these questions, just get in the car. I didn't wanna spend the money. And I knew that I was really close to it. I just couldn't find a walking path so one thing i will say if something is close by don't just assume that it's going to be close walking distance something can literally be two miles away a mile away which is very walkable however if there is no path that is walkable during well within that stretch it can you know definitely uh throw things off so use your googles and put in the walking directions, of course, should they be available to you. And just because somebody says, "Oh, it's really close," consider if they're saying it's really close walking or it's really close driving, because there's a difference. Um, I also got lost in Cuba. I was staying in—I oh, can't remember what the name of the city was. It wasn't. It was maybe like an hour outside of Havana, forty-five minutes out of Havana. And it was right by the beach. I could walk five blocks to the beach, and then I could be like another five blocks away, and I would be at a Wi Fi park. So I get there, and I'm all excited. I walk to the Wi Fi park, I check in with my family, spoke to my mom, and then I headed out to the beach. Had a great day. I'm walking back, and I realized I never paid attention to what street I turned off of onto the main street so I tried to go and again this is me with a poor sense of direction the whole go back the way you came never fucking works for me because I don't ever know the way I came so I picked a street that looked like it could have been it obviously it was the wrong one because I've got a story about getting lost to tell you so I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking and not only did I not know which main street to turn off of I didn't even know what the next street was supposed to be I knew I was staying on like I think calle Mexico uh which is like Mexico Street or something like that but I couldn't fucking find it so thankfully there were people that were sitting outside now mind you this isn't more of a I don't want to say rural, but the block I was staying on was definitely, you would think that it was a rural block. Like, there was so much empty space, and then, like, three or four houses, and then, like, more empty space. But a few blocks away, it was more residential. There were more houses, like, it would, like, say, I don't want to say... eh. Was a suburby? I wouldn't really say suburby because a couple blocks it was kinda of like a Queens feel, if any if the New Yorker the New Yorkers will know or people that have been to or spent time in New York, you guys will kinda of understand that Queens has like this not the city, not the suburbs kind of feel. So it was like there were a bunch of houses and thankfully people sitting outside. So I don't speak Spanish fluently. I can understand it better than I can speak it, but I know a few words. So I was just, I was asking, like, you know, where is the street that I was little? ¿Dónde está Calle Mexico? Calle Mexico. Mexico. So that's easy enough to ask. But now people are trying to give me directions and they're doing it quickly because they're thinking that I speak Spanish. And so it's, oh, por favor, despacito, no, no entiendo. Uh, So... You know, they're trying to slow down, then they're pointing. And here's a tip. Understand how to say left and right in whatever language is spoken in the area that you're going to. Especially when it comes to looking for directions. If you can understand, like, left and right, you could easily ask, like, you can do numbers with your fingers and then say, like, you know, indicate streets and then ask left right you know what i mean like little ways to make things more palatable to you when you're looking for information so i stopped at you know this one house that had some kids playing outside and guys were out with the kids so i asked them and i had no clue what the fuck they told me kept it pushing thank you and you keep walking then i ended up walking into a a group of women and i believe it was like the grandmother the mother and the daughter And of course, no one spoke any English. And so I was trying to ask them to type into the uh, Google Translate, like how to get back. But the woman kept refusing and I didn't understand why she was refusing. And after the fact, it kind of occurred to me that maybe she didn't know how to read or maybe she didn't know how to write. I don't know. Um, But it just struck me as very strange that she was very um adamant about not typing anything and i was trying to e- express to her that it would con you know uh translate for us so that i can understand what she was saying and she could understand what i was saying and she wouldn't write anything but they did walk me around trying to find the street and we did that for maybe 15 minutes god bless them and their patience they stopped and asked other people that lived in the area in spanish how to you know get to the street and they you know tried to direct me and it seemed like nobody even people that lived in the area didn't know where the hell this street was finally i stopped like the ice cream guy and excuse me guys and he to offer god bless the Cuban men man I've never met a demographic of men who were more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Persistent, if you will. So I'm, he's asking if I want to be friends and he, he has a truck and he can drive me anywhere tomorrow and I'm just, I just need to know how to find this place. And so now I'm saying that, you know, I'm meeting with the person that owns the house because now I don't want him to know that I'm there by myself and you know I'll sure I'll take your number and I'll call you and just you know where it is thankfully he knew where it was so third time was the charm but now it's like a little creepy because it's like uh it's really persistent creepy guy is just now knows where I'm staying and you're just like in your mind all right well I had to find the place so I had to ask but now hopefully he's not that persistent and doesn't just show up at the door. So that was a little uh mm, iffy, a little janky in my uh getting lost experiences. But you know, ended up turning out just fine. Never saw the guy again, thankfully. Then there was a time I was in Havana. I was staying at another Airbnb and I was looking for Wi-Fi cards because you have to have a Wi-Fi card in order to use the internet out there I I guess with the first place that I was staying the town that I said I couldn't remember the name of I should have bought more Wi-Fi cards but I thought that they were going to be as easily accessible everywhere as they were in that area that I was staying in turns out they're not so heads up if you're going to Cuba and you find some place that's pretty easy to buy Wi-Fi cards, buy more than you need. They're very cheap. You'd rather have them and not use them. Or even you could sell them to someone else as opposed to getting someplace and nobody wants to sell you a Wi-Fi card. Um, I even asked a local to try to buy a Wi-Fi card for me and when I was in Havana, and even they were told that the places were sold out of Wi-Fi cards. Because I always assume that because I'm a tourist that... A lot of times, you know, um, locals will just hold on to stuff or, you know, hold back on information or hold back on services or whatever for, you know, them and their own as opposed to giving it to tourists. So if you encounter a situation where you feel like someone from the area may have a better opportunity at getting something that you need, definitely try to get someone to help you out if you, um, if you can. So I couldn't find any wi-fi cards so I really didn't have any um service the last couple of days but I did certainly go searching for one and so I was walking on because I was using the little map and it has like a what do you call it an indicator on the map for where the spots that sell the cards are so I'm walking around walking around trying to find them and I walked, I tried, I looked for like an hour or two just because I had the time to kill. Mind you, it's hot as fuck, but who doesn't want to wander around a new city, right? So I had a great time doing that, but now it's time to go back. And it took me so long to find my way back to the apartment. And like I said, I didn't really mind being that far and I didn't really mind not being sure where I was going because I still had my map. And it was beautiful out, even though it was hot as fuck. And it, it can be really fun getting lost in another city, you know, you get to people watch, you kind of get a feel for the area and you really feel as if you're in a space as opposed to visiting a space. You know what I mean? It gives you an opportunity to not feel as touristy as You know, like when you stay at a resort and you walk around the resort and do all the shit the resort has to offer, but you don't really get out into town. So getting lost in foreign places is kind of, it's definitely not kind of. It's definitely something that I don't mind because for, knock on wood, for me, I haven't necessarily gotten lost when I needed to be someplace at a certain time. So that has been a... really fortunate for me i know when i have to make it to a place at a certain time i usually arrange for a taxi or something so that i know that i will get there and not miss out on something that i've already spent money on or an opportunity that i may not come across again so definitely if time is of the essence uh take a taxi or take a bus train whatever it is you need to do um i also make sure that you download (coughs) Excuse me, download the maps because I think it's Google Maps has offline versions of maps available. So if ever you're out of service range or if you rely on Wi-Fi while you're abroad so that you can save money on like phone bills and stuff like that. While you're abroad, you can have an offline map that can still give you directions even if you don't have cell phone service. So before you leave, make sure that you download the map for the areas that you're going to be in. Highly, highly, highly suggest that. Because even though I'm lost, when it really comes down to, okay, like I have to use the bathroom now or I'm done with the day I need to get back, I'll always pull out my map and the, you know, the phone and use Google Maps to tell me how to get where it is I need to be. Um I will say though, it is a very fun way to meet people um i met the finest brother in cuba and i was looking for wi-fi cards and we ended up talking i think he started like he was translating some of what one of the guys was saying in like the wi-fi administrat- administration building or i found one of them official places to go to to ask about the fucking wi-fi cards and they were basically telling me the wi-fi was down i didn't believe the shit because i walked through a wi-fi park where there are dozens of people on wi-fi but i had the um the fine ass brother tell me like he was saying that he was an expat there he was there for school and he was saying it's really nothing we can do like even if they are lying at this point it's like there because it's a governmental building it's like a governmental um administration that runs it it's like we're kind of stuck with what they're giving us at this point so we had a cute little conversation about that and then he helped get me back on the right um path to get back to where I was going so that's also one of those things I look back on as a uh, missed opportunity because god he was gorgeous he was from some place. I want to say he was from Nigeria or Ghana I don't know why Kenya is popping up into my mind but he was from Africa someplace And he was just so beautiful. So beautiful. So if you get lost, find uh, somebody cute and ask them for directions and uh, you're welcome. See how that works out for you. So those have been the most fun I've had and the most interesting experiences that I've had getting lost in other places. So I had Um, a little time for um, some questions from you guys. So I have one question from, and if you guys have any questions, be sure to email them to Travel and Shit Podcast, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N, S-H-I-T, and then P-O-D-C-A-S-T Podcast. That's at gmail.com. Then, or you can uh, DM me on Instagram, underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E. So you can hit me up there, send me a DM, or you can email me, and um, I'll definitely get some of your questions on the show. So the first one I'll answer is uh, from Denzel. Hey, boo. And he asks, how do you always find a place to go? Now, I've been asked that by a few different people, and I have a pretty straightforward answer for you. The internet. I go by what I can afford. So, I am surprised. You'll probably not listen to this on there anyway, and for those of you who, have, who listen on drop date, you get to find out sooner than everybody else. I'm going to Bali, and I've got a Shanghai layover. So, I've been holding off on posting on the gram where I'm going to be this trip because I kind of wanted it to be a cute little surprise, but you know, since uh, you guys are loyal listeners who are listening on the drop date, you guys get in on it really uh, a little bit earlier. So I had a certain number in my head that I wanted to spend, I definitely went over that number. However, um, I used Skyscanner and Google Flights to figure out where I was going. Now, I decide where I'm going based on where I can afford. i pretty sure I've mentioned before at my job it's I don't want to say it's difficult to get time off but I get a lot of time off love my job for that however I don't always get the requested time off so I may have the idea of wanting to join some friends or some family on a vacation six months from now but that's not really um an easy thing for me to do because we do vacation approvals and oh, it's not quarterly because they do it and we do it in trimesters. So we do it in trimesters. So the year gets broken up into about four months every, um, trimester and, um, we get it approved that way. Now I don't have any kids. I don't have anything that I, you know, desperately need to work around in terms of, scheduled time off so whenever i get a week approved doesn't matter when it is for me so i kind of go whenever i'm approved to go now that is kind of uh it could be a pain in the dick when it comes to trying to take advantage of a lot of these, you know, flight deals and, you know, um, mistake in pricings with airlines and stuff like that. So I belong to this group chat where a friend of mine, shout out to Kim, sends all these incredible travel, um, discounts, uh, you know, like not coupons, but you know, when they're, when they find that, oh my gosh, it's $560 round trip from New York city to Kenya, but there are generally... Um, it's usually like three months in advance, six months in advance. So it'll say like I was checking when I was looking for where I was going for this trip, like everything was in like September, October, November. And that doesn't work for me because I um, am a last minute Nancy. So I knew I had, I knew what time I had approved uh, months ago, weeks ago, but I don't really book things too far in advance. So That's one of the concessions that I kind of go with. That's another reason why I enjoy traveling solo so much. It's because I'm able to travel the way I want to travel. I don't have to plan things that far in advance. I don't have to decide on things, you know, when I don't have it in my mind to think about it. I generally wait until I got some money up and then, all right, it's time to book a flight. Then do it. Um, Or, all right, I have... A month before my vacation is let me start planning something whereas when you're traveling with people that kind of flow doesn't always work so I always go to Skyscanner and I love Skyscanner it's an app you can download it for your telephones your mobile devices your mobile phones like my grandpa would say um, or the way he also calls it his celly um, you can download the app and it will list everywhere you can go during a certain amount of time in order of price so I'll put in the dates that I'm available to travel I always put in JFK as my my departing airport and then it lists the price of like a bunch of different countries and many of them of course have different airlines that you can fly into but say you see um let's look it up now so i'm going to oh wait no i'm not because i have the um the airplane mode on let me see oh, i can do it on the computer so if you go to Skyscanner, you can here i'll pull it up for you guys so it's skyscanner.com you can use it on your computer as well you can also download the app I prefer the app it just feels better so you put in from put you to put you to parts you can try, you can uh, search by one way you can search by um, round trip I usually go by one ways because I try to just dis- I try to go to destinations where I'm able to visit as many countries as possible in one trip but this trip I knew I wanted to go further and do fewer destinations so what i did was look by round trip then i just searched until i you know found some place that looked interesting i'm not really interested in going to the islands well like to the caribbean islands it just isn't on my radar right now so i've never been to saint Kitts. i've never been to um jamaica i've never been to trinidad i've never been to um uh bahamas barbados It's just not on the radar for me right now but i love a good fucking beach so i ended up choosing bali because it was the first location that i hadn't been that i knew i could get some good beach time in um i ended up going for um one with a longer layover i have got a layover in shanghai now guys i am so excited about that because the kids never been to china i really had no desire to go to china because, full disclosure, I uh, work, <coughs> work near Chinatown. And, uh, yeah, if that's any indication of what it's like in China, I want no parts. A lot of the Chinese people are hella rude. And um, it just doesn't... It Again, another one of the places that's not on my radar. However, the kid does want to see different, uh, historical places of importance. I would have loved a Beijing layover. I did find a flight that had a Beijing layover, but it would have won. I let the analyzer and me take too long to think she is getting super close right now. Um, it's raining outside and she loves cuddling in the rain, but, um, I let the analyzer get the best of me and I was taking too long to choose which of the flight options i was going to take and then i ended up missing the flight deal so i ended up settling not settling but you know just deciding to go with um the one that had a 12 hour layover in shanghai so now i get to see a totally different country for the same price like i gotta stop in shanghai to get to bali Might as well stay there for enough time so that I can experience the place as opposed to, you know, on the same dime. Like, I'm not paying any more than I would have um, if I didn't go there. So it's like I get a free trip out of it. Now, where I am paying more is I'm actually arriving at, like, say, 5 a.m., and after a 15, 14 hour flight, I'm not sleeping in nobody's airport. So I got a cute little Airbnb and I learned on, um, in Shanghai at least that um, you the, a lot of their Airbnbs don't allow them to host foreigners for longer than a day. So for me it worked out because i only need the one day i'm not even staying 24 hours i just need some place to shower change and rest because i'm getting in at 5 a.m there's nothing to do at 5 a.m so i'm going to get in get some sleep and i booked a tour on airbnb so that i could get an experience that would actually allow me to enjoy shanghai so i learned in rome that whole trip I didn't have anything booked except for in Norway because I knew I wanted to see the Northern Lights other than that I didn't book anything that's that's when I did my whole show up and show out and try to go with the flow of things I learned that's not for me I have to have something booked in order for me to uh, have a really enjoyable experience I walked around Rome for three days on my own and I saw a lot of the things that there are to see but it didn't hit as much because I don't feel like I got any real historical context and for me I enjoy history I enjoy information so there was you know nothing more than just uh, if I was curious I had to Google it and I can do that from home I don't want to get there and Google something I want to get there and have a discussion about something I want to get there and be told about what's going on so I've learned that about my travel style so you have to kind of feel what works best for you. I'll definitely leave that as a suggestion for you as well. So um, Skyscanner I used. I also use SkipLagged. I believe that I actually found the best price for my flight on SkipLagged. Um, and I also use Google Flights. I'll use Google Flights so that I can use the matrix that they have so that I can see what day is the best day to fly in or out. So on Google Flights, when you put in a specific destination, like you have to have a um, city listed or an airport code listed so that um, and then they'll tell you for the entire, I guess, scope of whenever you can book a flight, it'll tell you the price so you can decide whether or not you want to leave. Friday night or Saturday morning based on price you can decide whether or not you want to come home on Friday or Sunday morning it gives you that um that information in advance so that you don't have to put in multiple searches into you know the search it lets you see it right there in front of you so you can just make your decision um that way uh what else Um, So, Skyscanner, Skip Flagged, and uh, Google Flights are what I use to decide where I'm going. And I always use price. Price and in my price range, what seems really uh, interesting to me. What's some place that I want to go in my price range. Additionally, how about I fucking forgot to um, check to see if I needed a fucking visa. Oh my gosh. So, I remembered fucking visas like sunday and i'm leaving friday night so thankfully shanghai has a 144 hour um transit visa available and it's free um you apply for it when you you know check in for your flight so i will be going to the counter when i actually get to the airport um I will be hmm, I'm trying to think of if I have to do that at check-in or if I can do it at the airport, like at the counter when I get to like the gate. I got to look that up. But thankfully, there's a transit visa so that you can experience Shanghai. And then I think it's about four other provinces or four other cities Um, in I guess the nearby area that you can visit without having to get a visa so visas tend to take you know uh, a couple of uh, they take some time to get approved and it's also an extra expense the visa for China I want to say is like $140 and that is more than I want to spend on one day so thankfully I was able to avoid that By looking into um, the visa information on the airline's website, I'm I'm flying China Eastern China Airways or China Eastern Airways, so I definitely highly suggest checking on the U.S. Department of State website to see if you need a visa to go to the destinations that you're going to visit. If you do, look at the information on that the website the, uh, the website that the airline. Has so that you can see if there are any transit visas available in the area that you're going so that you can save yourself the money. I also had a friend of mine who I met in uh, Cartagena put me on and tell me that if you need like a same-day visa, that ass can go to Philly and get it, I think, the same day. So I'm trying to pull up his name. um, Corporate Zoe my guy thank you so much for that um i'm trying to pronounce your name here he not paulison i don't know if that's like an alias or something but you and your wife are the cutest appreciate it. i loved meeting you guys um thank you for that heads up Yeah, he definitely said if you need a visa in the same day go to philly passport agency so yeah Definitely check to see if you need a visa before you fucking go, and I'm glad that I at least know now that I can just request the transit visa when I get to the airport um, this way they can notify uh customs in China that that's what's going on that's what the website that's what the um airlines website said. so what was the other thing I said I was going to tell you about? Um, oh, so how I find places to go, that was the, the three apps that I use. Google Flights doesn't have an app per se, but I have it saved on my home screen so I can you know, access it very easily. And um, I, can also, I also use it on a computer. So Google Flights, Skyscanner, and SkipLagged. I actually found the best uh, pricing for my trip on SkipLagged. Um, I did a round trip search and chose one with a really nice layover in an area that was interesting um so that's how i found a place to go and i think that i will just stick to that one for this episode i won't answer another question there are tons of other episodes for tons of other questions that's enough for today um heads up the kid has a website again So I used to blog uh, many moons ago, for those of you that remember me back from the Vixen experience. Good times, good times. But then from writing, I transitioned into YouTube and I enjoyed it. I did a lot of natural hair and I also did what I really loved doing was my conversation series where I would sit with my friends who were doing really incredible and really dope shit. Um, and it was just interview, not really interviewable. Some people was interview, some people it was, a talk. it was more of a conversation. I don't really like having, doing interviews. I like having conversations. So I did interviews on the blog and I ended up trans, um, not transferring, but I ended up, thinks he's afraid of the storm. I ended up um, starting the YouTube because I you know, had the opportunity, thanks to, ooh, happy birthday, Ken Happy birthday, Herbert. I love you, my dear. Today's his birthday as of recording. Um, And he was recording a video that I was in, and I had the opportunity because of him and his videographer, um, Mikael to record my first interview that I did with Isis King. So thank you, Isis, for being my first interview. And um, yeah, that started the whole YouTube. And that started the conversations. And from YouTube, I just got tired of really editing everything. It was a lot of work. And I transitioned into podcasting. So here we are. And I find, though, every once in a while, I would like to give you guys extra information about some of the things that i'm talking about and i would love if there were like a landing point that you guys could go to so that if you needed more information on something that i was saying that i could write it down for you and make it easy for you to find so i've owned my domain for a while dcarry.com and i finally made it look like something it's not finished yet but there's information there about um myself and the creative endeavors that I am a part of. You can also link to um, Beats on Film there, the studio that I record at, um, Taji Magazine, where you still have 20% off new digital subscriptions using code Travel and Shit. T R A V T R A V Jesus. T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N, and then S-H-I-T to get 20% off new digital subscriptions. Thank you to our sponsor um so head over to dcarry.com see what i got so far um yeah it's just gonna keep growing and you know it'll be a spot where you guys can find some more um me stuff and um some travel shit and it'll also of course if you are interested in listening to the podcast on a different platform you can get links to it there um as well as in my uh what is that thing called ig bio so um yeah that's it hope you enjoyed the episode hope you got some information out of it uh holler at me on the instagrams and definitely check out dcarry.com. It's d-c-a-r-r-i-e dot com and i will speak to you guys again thanks for listening bye say bye Banksy. she's smiling that's her saying bye non-verbals all right thanks guys bye